Carney and Toby Eunice bring you the softer side, life transitions, and relationship coaching. Join the live chat on YouTube every Wednesday and Friday at thesofterside.live. Hey, it's for horses. <laughs> <laughs> was that new? Because I didn't know that was coming. Yeah, hey. Oh, okay. Hey, I was going to say, let's design your life. Yeah. All right, let's get started. Um, today's topic is um, investing. Investing in yourself and the priorities in your life uh, that you should be investing in or that you want to think about investing in. Being aware is, of course, always the number one step in making any kind of change in your life. First, let's start off with a little bit of housekeeping. I'm Shelley Carney. I'm a certified wellness and life coach certified through the IWA, and I'm a life design specialist. And so what does that mean? It means I can help you to design the next part of your life to be better, uh, bigger, and more full of joy and excitement than where you've been before. Uh, this is Toby Eunice. He's my producer and business partner. And I'm supposed to say something to, so that the podcast people know I'm actually here. That's right. And not a figment of Shelley's imagination. Not a figment. <laughs> Uh, Toby has been a mentor of mine for the past seven years, and we have a coach-to-coach -coach type of relationship that has worked really well for us. It has, hasn't it? Yeah. You're my best friend. That's right. And my coach. That's right. And same for you. Um, if, for those of you listening on the podcast, if you would like to find our YouTube channel, it is located at thesofterside.live. And we do have these live shows every Wednesday and Friday at 2.30 Mountain Time. And I hope that I will see you in the chat room soon. You can find our member vault, which is full of past uh, videos that we've made really great information, really great topics, especially those relating to relationships, um, communication, and all of the wonderful soft studies that go into having a great life. Uh, that's at esofterside.com. And that's really some great information all for free. And you can also join our Facebook group on Facebook groups at The Softer Side, right? And speaking <coughs> of Facebook groups, I'm going to share this to the Facebook group in just a moment and Toby will take over. But first, I just wanted to mention that if you go to esofterside.com, the member vault, one of the items you'll find in there is a free discovery coaching session. This is wonderful if you would like to speak one-on-one -on -one with me and get a little bit more uh, tailored about um, what you're getting. I want to provide exceptional value to my viewers. And this is my way of offering that to you as a viewer and a subscriber that uh, you can, you know, speak with me one-on-one -on -one about your specific needs. And we can address that in a free discovery coaching session. So join the eSofterSide.com and you can set that up on your schedule. Go right ahead. So I get to tell everybody what my top investment priorities. is? Talk about top investment priorities. How do you invest in yourself? Mm. That sort of thing. Well, of course, uh, one of the things that our audience will discover is that uh, you, the your priorities will change as your life changes as you grow older because the priorities that I have today are very different when uh, from the priorities that I had when I was 45. When I was 45, my priorities were my health, my income, and my family. Uh, and actually, I used to have this long discussion with my spouse at the time uh, about those priorities. I think she was very offended by the fact that I put my health and my finances before family, that family already, always came first. And I tried to explain to her that 
in taking care of myself and ensuring that I had a good income. I was taking care of my family. Over the years, it's changed. And uh, as I went into retirement, I realized that one of uh, the uh, most important assets that you have once you go into retirement is time. And I was in a supermarket the other day, and um, there was a, a person in front of me, and I think I may have told some of this, some of you this story before. There was a person in front of me, and they took extra time because uh, first their card didn't work, and then they didn't have enough cash, and they had to dig in to their coin purse. And I realized that this person was short, whatever it was. And I told I told the cashier, I'll take care of it. It wasn't much. It was a couple of dollars. I said, I'll take care of it. Uh, the uh, woman was very grateful, and she went about her day. And uh, I stepped up to the counter, you know, the next in line, and the woman said, I'm, I'm really sorry about that. And I said, no worries. And she said, well, it just uses up your time. And I said, you know what? I'm retired. I don't have any place to get to. I don't have to be any place. I don't have to meet anybody. You know, I'm going from here home and I'm, and I'm going to play in my garage, right? So one of the things that happens uh, over life is that you make these various transitions and your priorities change. And at some point in your life, the context of time starts to become important. And I don't know necessarily that it, it's above health or finances, but right now I would say that time is somewhere in between, like, uh, you know, health, time, uh, family and friends. And uh, again, I guess if you were one of the members of my family or a friend with mine, you'd, you'd question why uh, my health and my time were ahead of family and friends. And uh, it's because of those things, because I have good health and because I have that time that I can spend with my family and friends. I get to go visit them on the East Coast. I get to sh see Shelly regularly. We have uh, plans that we make on weekends with Shelly and Kevin. So uh, time becomes important and how you invest that time becomes ever more important because especially in retirement, I think I'm speaking for, you can throw a lot of it away, you know, and, and you're, you're closer to the end of your life. So you shouldn't be throwing away time. Now that also doesn't mean you should just be busy for the sake of being busy. Uh, and I think what Shelley's going to talk about today is uh, how to use that time wisely as an investment in yourself. And ultimately, it's an investment in the people around you as well. I'm, I mean, you're giving of yourself. So I'll let you do your... All right. Very nice. Thank you. Um, so let's just uh, get started with the basics. So we're talking about assets. What are assets? Assets are resources with value that give you a positive return on investment. Basically something that you have that you can use to make more uh, things in your life, more money, more time, more of it, more assets. So you can take this asset and create more assets with it. Oh, take that. Mind uh, personal abundance assets, a little bit more of a subset of that, is uh, something like your brain, your time, and your money. These are all personal abundance assets that when you put them to work properly, you can create more abundance in your life. So these are your top three investment assets. Most importantly is your brain. 
um, your brain will give you the highest return on your investments. Ideas and knowledge will give you the ability to make the most of your time and your money. Um, if you train your brain and come up with great ideas and put those ideas into action, you can create more money than if you just do a regular nine to five uh, mindless type of a job where there's no chance of advancement. So how do you increase the value of your brain? Uh, you would do that through knowledge, uh, skills, which would be education. You might be taking the online courses, getting a mentor, the things we discussed at the top, um, seminars. There's all kinds of uh, coaching and mentorship that you can get into. Wonderful ways to increase the value of your brain by increasing your knowledge and skills. Um, thought management. The, it, this is very similar to time management, but it's thought management, uh, keeping your thoughts on the task at hand, being focused, um, being present in the moment, not thinking about, you know, that drive that I just had on the way over here, this and this and this happened. I'm here in the moment and I'm speaking to the person in front of me. So that's thought management. Then there's problem solving. If you can uh, work on your problem solving skills, they continue to grow. Something that I enjoy doing is this little wooden puzzles with the pegs, you know. Um, I think every time I do it, and then I, you know, it, it builds on itself so that I create additional thought problem solving type skills every time I work on the, the little puzzle or if I work on any kind of a puzzle or solving any kind of a problem, when I solve one problem, then it makes it easier to solve problems in the future because I'm building confidence and I'm building knowledge. And then, of course, another way to improve your brain is to allow time for creativity and innovation. If you work in a job where you have, you are encouraged to have a lot of creativity and innovation, um, I know there are corporations out there who give a certain amount of time to their employees for their own personal uh, projects, not for themselves, but for the company. So they'll give them, say, spend 25% of your time coming up with new ideas to improve the company, to improve the product, to improve our customer service. And then they can present that to their supervisors or managers and, uh, and improve the company. And it gives them ownership of that uh, idea and of that company's profits as well. So um, creativity and innovation is extremely important for brain improvement. Second most important asset is time. Your time is valuable for uh, two reasons. It's limited. You only get so much time on this earth and it's irreplaceable. Once that time is used up, you can't get it back. You can't buy it back. You can't get anything from the past back now. It's gone. You've used it up. So we can only move forward. Supplies are limited. So we want to make each minute more valuable. Um, so how do we, how do we have more time? And here's a nice graphic that explains some of that. Sell your brain, not your time. So when you exchange time for money, uh, hours for dollars, uh, you can only get so far in life, right? Um, if I work in, for $15 an hour, then every hour I put in, I get $15 back. That's as much as I get and I can't make any more. That's trading your hours 
for dollars. But if you use your brain and say you're an entrepreneur and you're creating new programs, um, you're putting out great content and you're attracting a larger and larger audience while you're improving your brain and, uh, you know, building a portfolio of content, then you have that possibility for making more and more money. Be with people who value time. (laughs) This is so important, I know, to me. I cannot stand being late for things. I'm on time when I'm by myself, but when I am with a family member, we're very often five to ten minutes late, and there's not a whole lot I can do about that. Um, I could stress about it. I could, you know, I could... uh, be angry or whatever, but that's, I, I know from past experience that doesn't work just to expect that we're going to be five to 10 minutes late when I'm with a family member because that's slowing me down, um, having to wait for them to do last minute things before we can leave the house. So it's important to be with people who understand the value of time, who are on time for things. Uh, they don't make you wait around while they're, you know, doing other things that they, they, you know, they respect your time, they honor your time. And that's important. And that's people that we want to seek out to be with. Don't be busy for the sake of being busy. Um, that's, that's not a good use of your time and your brain, uh, just to, uh, constantly be, you know, let me just, uh, go ahead and, and I'll just, you know, do this little job really quickly. And then I'll do this little job really quick. Oh, and I'll do this little job. And then maybe I'll be on Facebook for a while. And that keeps me busy. It's more important to make good use of your time, being productive. Um, Stop watching time when you rest. If you're saying like, you know what, I'm going to take a 15-minute nap, and it turns out to be a 20-minute nap or a 30-minute nap, that's okay. You needed it. You know, allow yourself that use of your time. Think ahead of your time. That's planning, right? Um, If you have a project that's due in two months, Start it now. You don't know what's going to happen between now and the due date. Ten other things might come up. Family members might need your attention. Uh, The car might break down. Things might happen. So get started now. Plan ahead. And then when you have that time buffer, you can relax a lot more and you can get more done. Assume things will take longer than planned, especially if you're traveling. Travel always takes longer than you planned. Um, Flights are late, uh, traffic, uh, you have to stop for gas, all these errands that pile up because, you know, you forgot to do them ahead of time. And now at the time of travel, you got to get them all done. So assume things will take longer than planned. What is the best use of our time? The best use of our time to get that ROI is to invest in your brain. So spend your time on ideas for making money, um, planning, planning to save time, right? You want, if you everything's in your calendar, then you know, okay, I have all of these things to do. And if somebody says to you, can you go do this for me? And you look at your calendar and it's full, you say, no, my calendar's full. Or you can say, I have, I have an hour at 10 from 10 to 11. I can do it then. Uh, so Planning is going to save you that time of people taking over your schedule. And also, you're going to know what's coming up and be able to anticipate any problems that you might have with what's coming up or being able to prepare yourself for those things. And then investing in your brain includes more knowledge and skills. And uh, many industries, the more you study, 
uh, the higher up you can go in your position and in your money. Our third asset is money. Um, we can increase the value of the money we have by investing in making more money, freeing up time, or improving your brain. Now, what does that mean, making more money? Well, you can invest in, say, the stock market or bonds or uh, work with a financial advisor and use your money to make more money. Or you can free up your time by um, paying somebody to do a job that uh, would take you, you know, several hours, but they can take care of it for you for a few dollars. Um, or improving your brain, taking those courses or getting that coaching that you need. So here's the circle of assets. We're going to use our money to buy more time or to increase the value of our time by hiring help, say. Uh, I, don't, I don't have time to do the yard work, so I'm going to hire a lawn care service. Uh, I don't have time to, say, walk the dog or whatever, so I have a pet uh, service or something. Uh, whatever it is that you need that takes up too much of your time and is not your zone of genius, you can hire help to free up that time. You can use time to improve your brain uh, through education and through planning. Uh, you can create more time. Well, we can't all, we can't create time. We know that it's linear and and everybody gets the same 24 hours every day. But what we can do is make our time more productive or free up time in these ways um, and then create more money. So it's a very nice circle that uh, we use money to buy time, time to improve the brain. The brain creates more time and we use that time to create more money. When we put them all to work, we use our brain and our money to free up more time or we use time and money to create a more valuable brain or your brain creates more money and frees up more time. So it works all well together. And that's why these are our top three investment priorities. So here's my recommendations. Ask yourself, how are you investing your money? Are you putting it into something that's going to give you a good return? Or are you just, I don't know, buying uh, fast food? <laughs> Maybe fast food uh, is saving you time. Maybe just a little bit. But really, if you would have planned ahead uh, and purchased your groceries over the weekend, it would have saved you money. And in the end, it saves you time as well to purchase those groceries ahead of time and do all that food prep. So um, you want to make the best use of your money and your time, right? And how are you investing your time? Um, are you watching a lot of television or are you, you know, expanding your mind or are you entertaining your mind and distracting it? And you want to ask yourself that question. How are you investing in your brain? Are you continuing education? Are you reading um, books that are opening up your mind? Are you traveling and meeting new people and having new experiences that open up your mind and your brain and give you new information? Um, so just think about these things and how you're investing in yourself. And another way you can invest in yourself is to reach out to the softer side and you can join our member vault at esofterside.com. Join our Facebook group, The Softer Side, on Facebook groups. And you can download this um, video as a podcast on Anchor FM, Spotify, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. And you can 
write to me at thesofterside.info at gmail.com. If you want more of my time and, and uh, the value that I can offer as well, then contact me through esofterside.com. Schedule a free discovery coaching session. And what I can guarantee you is that uh, we can come to some decisions together about where you're investing your time and if it's an, a wise investment that's going to get you to the place where you want to be. So in the live chat room, let's use this as a prompt uh, while Toby and I are having a conversation. Let us know, how do you invest in making your brain more valuable? Is, is that a question for me? Sure. Let's talk about that. Let's get started with well, that as, conversation. Well, as usual, I, I, wanna, I would like to um, uh, share an example. Sure. Right? Mm -hmm. So again, uh, one of the things that I mentioned is that your priorities re- uh, restructure as you get older, you hit retirement, and you find out that uh, making money isn't as important because you are at retirement and you should have one <laughs> piece of advice that I gave to my children that I could have taken earlier, uh, but is uh, if you don't have a financial advisor, an investment advisor, get one now. Uh, you need to get unless it you are one. Unless you are one, <laughs> and uh, you need to get it before you're thirty, and then start planning so that you can put together your retirement. Mm -hmm. um, but so that changed as I got older, and so money, lots of money. I mean, I have enough money to survive, right? I have a plan in place that takes care of me, and um, so that gave me the time and brain power, and so um, I had a lot going for me because I had all this experience in documentary making, filmmaking, photography, journalism, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but I wanted to find other things because, because along the way, there were things that I missed. So I know a lot about soccer. I know a lot about documentary production. I know a lot about doing business with the government. But there were other things that I had missed along the way. Uh, uh, I, my hobbies, when I had time to do them, were you know, fishing and a couple of other things, camping with a family, but it was all around family. So uh, recently, well, I, I say recently, but you know that within the past, as long as you've known me, uh, I've learned a lot of new things and I present them to you and I'm saying, I'm learning about this. And then we figure out, uh, can we transition that into something that generates some income? And, and so um, the example that I was going to give, it was uh, two months ago, I knew nothing about electroplating and powder coating. And now I know a lot about electroplating and powder coating. Mm -hmm. And I invested some money in getting equipment for electroplating and powder coating. And then the big question is, so what are you going to do with all of that? Mm -hmm. Right? You've got to, if, if you, and you have to answer that question before you start investing time and money in electroplating and powder coating. And the reason I did that was because I had noticed there was a, a trend in restoration channels on YouTube. And I thought, you know, and I, you've heard the story before. I thought I could do that. Mm -hmm. We could do an option of channel. We just kind of have to pick our niche and go from there. Uh, but I wanted to do it differently in electroplating and powder coating and sandblasting and all of those things that not only did I learn about, I had, you know, prior to two months ago, I had never even so much as touched a sandblaster. I didn't need to. I was a documentary maker and a <laughs> government contractor, you know. So uh, I learned about them first. And uh, I will share with you that, uh, a couple of things that I had to do uh, as I came to retirement uh, and I didn't have to do business, I reduced the number of Facebook and Twitter friends from, you know, thousands down to the 40 people that are most important to me. 
That's all I have in my Facebook page. They're the 40 people who are most important or who I have personal contact with. And the advantage of that is you're not stuck in front of uh, those social networks because although I think they're important, it enables me to keep track of my daughters that aren't here in New Mexico uh, and my children that aren't here in New Mexico. Um, But I don't spend more than 15 to 20 minutes a day, if that And sometimes I go several days without checking it at all Uh, because I discovered that social uh, networks are real time vampires. They just steal time from you and you get nothing out of it. Uh, And if anything, it just when you see posts that are political or whatever your uh, proclivities are, it just makes you angry and you walk away from the computer kind of mad and upset. And so I reduced the number of contacts that I had in that to, to the people that I know, and I reduced the amount of time. And that created a whole bunch of extra time. And what I have been, uh, I, and I moved away, I was, I'm a real news junkie. And I've tried to balance, you know, four hours of news a night, and a lot of high blood pressure and upsetness that goes along with that. I've reduced it down to one, one hour a night, because I do want to know what's going on in the world. But recently I've been investing in more YouTube videos because YouTube has turned out to be a, uh, a really uh, powerful learning resource. You can find everything, anything about anything. Now, you may, not, you may disagree that the video is low quality or the guy doesn't know what he's talking about or I wouldn't use it in that way. But there are enough videos out there that I learned about powder coating enough to, to take some money and make an investment with the intent that it would give us the opportunity to create a new channel that will generate more money, et cetera, et cetera. So, so my life is a recent example of what you're describing, mm-hmm. but in all honesty, my life has always kind of been that way. Find an interest, and before you invest, of it, invest in it, figure out what the ROI is, mm-hmm. right? And the ROI can come in the form of additional money or additional time, or that learning power. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm not necessarily a big fan of learning for the only for the sake of learning. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I want to be able to do something with what, whatever I'm learning. And that's where that comes in. Mm-hmm. Now, is there a chance that this channel could will fail after making this investment? It wasn't that much money. I mean, it was a small investment. Is there a chance it will fail and I will have been wasted, wasted all that time and money? No. Uh, yes, there is a chance that it would fail, <laughs> but I have not. I don't feel like I've wasted all that time and money because it's new learning for me. Mm-hmm. And one day somebody will walk up and say, "Hey, Tobe, I have this beautiful piece of something, and I need to restore it. Can you do that for me?" And I will proudly be able to say, "You betcha," because <laughs> I have a garage full of equipment. So that's that's my best example. And it's and and I think the other benefit is that although as I'm getting older, I'm, I need you around to remember words. It, I, I love the learning part of it. I love just kind of filling my brain with new stuff that doesn't make any difference to anybody else. It's not like I'm going to hang around and have conversations about powder coating. But I love the idea that now at this age, I know how to powder coat. I know how to electroplate. I know how to sandblast. I know how to restore things to their better than original, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm having fun with it. So mm-hmm. well, you I can't think, ask for much more than you know, that. You know, and you say, uh, I'm not a big fan of learning just for the sake of learning. And yet it isn't, Oh, it is never just for the sake of learning, because as you learn things, it opens up your world. It opens up uh, new opportunities that you never even knew existed before. Um, it opens up uh, new topics of conversations that you can have with people, and um, it can lead you down a path that you never would have 
you never would have gone down before. Mm -hmm. It's just like travel. Travel can open up your mind. You can meet new people yeah. who can have new interesting conversations about things that you never even knew existed. Right. You can try new foods. You can learn about cultures. Um, so I don't think learning is ever just for the sake of learning and that you don't get anything else out of it. Yeah. Even when it's about uh, powder coating or if it's uh, micro photography, you are learning, you're still learning a new skill. Mm -hmm. And uh, whether or not you put that to use in making money, you have added to your skill set and you feel more confident about yourself. You feel like you've done something productive with your time. So you feel good. And, and you never know when it's going to come into play. You know, you never know, you never know when somebody's going to call you and say, "I I have a bunch of small objects, you know, <laughs> fishing flies that I would like micro photographs of." Mm -hmm. Can you? Now, I have I have known very few people in my life who could expound on any topic, no matter what it was, uh, the way you can. So, again, if you know you're because you're so open to learning, you are easily easily somebody who everybody can come to and ask any kind of question and you'll have some kind of information to add to the conversation. At least a given direction, mm -hmm. you know, uh, because I have had that experience. Again, that that's just the fact that I've had, you know, that I'm 70. And that makes you a better mentor, teacher, conversationalist. There's, you know, so you're always increasing your value um, in, in all of those areas whenever you learn anything. So. Oh, thank you. That's very good. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, again, um, time. So how do you feel about, I know that you feel that you're retired. And yet, I also know you work at something, <laughs> whether it's cleaning a house or uh, taking your truck in to get it washed or repaired or doing the lawn or uh, working in the garage or working on a project or learning something on YouTube, you're busy from the time you get up till the time you go to bed. So although you say, I'm retired, I have all the time in the world, you use your time for all of these uh, productive things, mostly productive, I would say. There mm -hmm. might be some times when I, I would probably say you're kind of wasting your time there mm -hmm. on that. Um but maybe that's entertaining and we all need to have right. that moment of relaxation as well. So what do you think about uh, time as an investment priority? I, I see it as, uh, especially again, as you get older, since you have a limited amount of time left, right? You're getting closer to the end of your life. So every additional second that you get, every time you wake up, uh, you have something to be grateful for that you have another day to spend doing something. Mm -hmm. And if that something is laying in bed and worrying about how soon you're going to die, then you're not doing anything, right? Uh, busy for me is uh, a form of Zen, of meditation and relaxation. So when I mow the lawn, it's not just mowing the lawn. I finish mowing the lawn and there's something very satisfying about it. I appreciate the fact that I have a lawn to mow. I know that sounds kind of crazy because not everybody has one. Uh, and by the end of it, I'm very, I'm tired, you know, I'm not beat, but, uh, I'm sweaty and I'm tired and I'm relaxed and, uh, I didn't have to think about anything else except making sure that lawn was mowed. And so there's a benefit just to doing that kind of work. Uh, so m my approach has always been, I'd rather be busy than not. It's if you can look at the end of your busy time, whatever you're doing at the end of it and say to yourself, I accomplished something, you know, you know how much time I spend, not every week, every other week or so, washing my truck, right? 
I go to the place where they run it through, and then I spend two to three hours perfecting that automated system that they have, right? B -b -b making sure that it's spotless. By the end of it, I'm, uh, I've got a little bit more sun, so that makes me feel well. That vitamin D makes me feel good. <laughs> I'm tired because I've worked so hard, and I have a really good-looking little pickup truck. And so there, there are things, and, and that's very satisfying. To, to me, that's very satisfying. And I have the meditation of not having to think any about anything else except about how clean that truck is. And that's all relaxing. And going to bed at night after having that kind of day where you've mowed the lawn, you've washed the truck, you've cleaned the house, and you spent a little time learning about powder coating and sandblasting, that, that day when you put your head on the pillow, you can go like, that was a good day. Mm-hmm wonder what comes mm -hmm. tomorrow and then uh and then you start the process all over again so mm -hmm. uh, what i don't want out of my life is a point and, and i suppose this is my greatest fear uh, i don't know necessarily that come true but my greatest fear is not being able to do stuff yeah right because i think that changes your day and i think it changes your night as well doing stuff makes for a much better day and i think uh you touched briefly on something uh that sparked an idea for me that i didn't really address here and how do we make more time we extend our lives, right? We uh -huh. increase our longevity through uh, healthy eating, um, exercise, uh, weightlifting. Um, anything that you're going to do that's going to increase your health is also going to give you more time. And not just time, but quality time. Because it's so much better to live to 100 and be able to live every day the way Toby's talking about being busy, learning, being productive, enjoying your day, rather than just being bound to a wheelchair and not being able to hear anybody and not, you know, com being able to communicate with other people. Mm -hmm. um, we don't want that kind of a life. We want a nice, long, healthy, productive, mm -hmm. enjoyable life. So how can we add more time to our, t to our lives is by taking really good care of our health. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important, and you don't have to make that much of investment. Uh, the, the the minimum investment is uh, the time you spend in a grocery store buying what you buy to eat. And then the secondary investment is giving yourself 30 minutes to an hour a day worth of some kind of exercise. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't Absolutely. have to be, you know, it doesn't have to be strenuous exercise, mm -hmm. but it That's has right. to be something in motion, something right. that raises your heart rate. And those two little things are good investments. Well, they know. say that one of the number one ways... Um, to exercise once a week. You only need to do this once a week. It's to go to a weightlifting circuit. You can go to the gym. I do this at Planet Fitness. They have they have a nice simple circuit. Uh -huh. Go do each machine. It's there's a there's a stoplight on so you can only do it for a minute. Um, do it as heavy as you can, as slow as you can. Do one circuit and be done. And it's a really great use of your time because you've worked every muscle um, to its full capacity. Uh, you should work it until you fail, uh, your muscle fails, you can't pick it up anymore. And you should reach that within the minute if you're doing your heaviest weight. And then uh, do it once a week, it's all you need. Um, and then the rest of the week, do simple things like um, bike riding or walking. I do walking because I love to listen to my podcasts while I walk. And uh, especially walking hills is great. Walk your dog, whatever it takes to get you out there um, pretty much every day getting some kind of exercise, going to lengthen your life and bring you a higher quality of life as well. 
I have a stationary bicycle in my bedroom, and uh, not only is it a reminder when I get out of bed that I need to exercise, but then I can watch some YouTube videos while I'm doing it, so it has the added benefit of that. So yeah. I've yeah. never... So I you get your exercise and your entertainment at the same time. And I don't resent that time. Yeah. And, and it's not yeah. a lot. It's a half hour to one hour a day, depending on how I feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it keeps me healthy, and that way, if I want to take the bike out on a weekend and ride the bosque, I can get the distance because I've been doing right. the things that would enable me to do that. So. Yeah, Absolutely. So uh, we talked about our investing in our brain, investing in our health, investing in our time. Uh, what about investing in our money? So how do we grow our money? Well, I think Toby touched on that. A lot of times, uh, the things he enjoys learning, he turns it f- from a hobby into something that can generate an income Uh uh, being on a fixed income as somebody who's in the retirement years, what do you think about uh, increasing the value of your money? So um, uh, uh, when you're living in a, on a fixed income, you get more judicious, of course, because mm-hmm. you have that adjustment. But there's a certain benefit to that because you know, you know, you know what your bills are. You've seen the chart. I know what my monthly bills are, and I know what my disposable income is. And I have a choice what to do with that disposable income. Mm-hmm. Some of it's going to go to groceries. Some of it's going to go to gas, et cetera, et cetera. But then there's some of it that can I can say, well, there's something I can do here with this. What do I want to do? And uh, my children will tell you that they don't worry about me. Their, their response is, Dad, mm-hmm. you always know how to make money. And, and that's true because of some basic skills, sales skills, conversational skills, uh, the willingness to be in front of someone and, and have a conversation. So um, uh, the, but I only have a certain amount of disposable income. So I have to think of that in terms of what can I do with it? And I think you have kind of two options as in the, well, I'll, I'll call it th- three options because as you were talking about brain, time, and money, I was drawing those circles that mm-hmm. are connected over here. Mm-hmm. And that little section in the middle that's shaped kind of like a rounded triangle is quality of life, right? Right. So uh, if I can invest time, learning time, and time that will improve my brain, time that will improve my brain and have that brain uh, to make money, that's actually a benefit, right? And it's hard for me, it's hard for me personally because of the way I was because of my life, it's hard for me to do something that I can't think to myself, well, how can I turn this into some income, (laughs) right? We're sitting in this room Mm -hmm. as a result of that kind of thinking. How can I turn this? It's fun to do. Mm -hmm. We enjoy it. And and it's even better if whatever you're doing, you actually enjoy. I love working in this kind of technology. I love being in front of the camera. I love learning about this stuff. But at the same time, I love using my hands in skills that I may not otherwise use. So the question is, how do I turn that into something that not only is pleasurable, but has the added benefit of producing some additional income? That's kind of where we are with that. It's not like we, you know, you're you're not going to make a, you're not going to make a living unless you're, you've you've got to have a very specific kind of YouTube channel and you have to be at a very specific age with a very specific uh, um, uh, audience in order to make the kind of money that enables you to stop working and just be a YouTuber. We don't, we don't have that. We, you know, we're not there yet. Um, yet. <laughs> but we're working Positive on it. Thinking. If you've watched our, uh, if you've watched our, it's not a restoration videos, you know that we're headed in that direction to a bigger market, et cetera, et cetera. And all that learning, all that time that I investment in improving my brain 
uh, is getting us someplace in terms of generating more income. Mm-hmm. So there's a that, that again that little triple Venn diagram that you drew. Uh, you, somebody, I'm going to draw one. So we're going to put that up on the wall where it says <laughs> brain, time, money, and at the center is going to be quality of life because that's that's what you're doing. Yeah. So. Great. Okay. Uh, anything going on in the chat room? We um, have to let me say just say, hello? say hi to Joe who came in. Joe S. came in the room. He's uh, been with us. Sam Leno from the UK. Hey, Sam. And Joe is from Texas. Uh, Sam says he's, uh, his objective is well-being mm-hmm. of myself and others. That's very positive. Yeah. If possible of all. Yeah, wouldn't, it be, wouldn't that be nice? Uh, Joe says, I'm nearly 69, retired, disabled, mostly doctors, spend health for wealth. Now it is reversed, wealth for health. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clueless Geezer says, good afternoon, coaches. Hello. Uh, but how do I avoid the guilt when saying no? Oh. Clueless Geezer says. How do you avoid, the, and I think this was is referring to when I said, here, look at my calendar, it's full, I can't help you. And then you feel guilty, right? Because you can't help another person. Um, there are two ways to go about that. You can look at what you're being asked to do. And if it's truly something you do not have any interest in, you do not want to do, um, but you know that person needs help and you feel guilty for not helping them, then you can suggest alternatives to them. I can't help you move, but why don't you ask so-and-so? I think they have some free time. Or um, I don't have any time to help you. Why don't I give you $100 and you can pay somebody to help you? Um, There are other ways around that. Now, that's if you do want to help. If you absolutely do not want to help um, whatever is going on, whatever that is being asked of you, you don't want to do what's being asked of you. There's no reason to feel guilty. Uh, you say no because it's your life and you have charge over your time, your money, your effort, your energy. That's all your responsibility. If you start handing it out willy-nilly, all you're going to do is end up resenting. Right. Um, so would you rather have resentment or guilt, I guess you could say. Now what we can do is um, run through that uh, model that we talked about last week where you take a look at the, the circumstance, your thought, the feeling generated by that thought, the action you take, and the result. So if the circumstance is somebody asked you to help them move, and the thought that you had was, I don't want to do this, I hate moving, Uh, there's no way I want to help this person move, but if I say no, I'll feel guilty. And then the guilt, the fit that you say no, or you think about saying no, and the immediate feeling that you get is guilt. Now, what is the guilt going to drive in you some kind of an action, right? Uh, You're either going to say yes, and you're going to do something you resent, or you're just going to feel guilty, and you're going to feel bad, and you're going to obsess about it, and you're going to continue to think about it, and it's going to bother you. Um, So those are the results that can happen. So what if we change the thought? Um, Somebody asks you to help them move, and your thought is, that is not the best use of my time on that day. But I do want to help this person. So I'll think of another way to help them. Um, Then your feeling is, I'm a helpful and good person. I feel good about myself. Um, And so the action might be, you know, finding another way to help them or um, not obsessing about it, letting it go because you feel good about yourself. And then that's your result, right? I think that's a really good example because it's happened to me 
uh, someone will call and say, you have a truck. Can you, would you like to help us move? I'm having pizza. <laughs> so those three things. Yeah. Number one, my truck has a camper on it. It's a, it's a small truck. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not. The big and I truck. know that's not the only thing people have asked you to do as well. You know, yeah. they want you to make movies because you right. have a drone. Right. Would exactly. you come and make this movie with us? Yeah. So what I, what I do is I, I'm honest with them to begin with and say, I can't do that. I can't bring my truck. I'm 70 years old. I don't want to help you move. Mm-hmm. But then as, uh, with, uh, uh, as often as I can, I offer an option. Right. And in this last you case, do. I said, can I rent a, a moving truck for you so you don't have to do all of that? In one case, I rent, I got a moving company, you know, two men in a truck and they did all of it. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, there are things that don't make sense to me. Right. I'm 70. I don't want to help anybody move. Right. You don't want to spend your day. Right. Well, doing just the, the idea that. that that's not something that's good and for me. A, you know, yeah. It's a lot of energy and effort. And for, there's the, it's dangerous for 70 years. For pizza. Like for <laughs> pizza. Buy my own pizza. Which, isn't, yeah, which actually isn't healthy for you anyway, that's right. right? That's true. So you're doing all these bad things that are bad for your health when you can just say, I can't do that. It doesn't make sense to me. But how about if I rent a, a moving truck for you? Or if somebody asks you, yeah. can we, um, can you come out and shoot this with your drone? And you're like, I, I have no interest in doing it, that. It's I'm, I'm past that. I'm, I'm at the stage where I'm ready to give up my part 107 just so I can say I don't have my part 107 anymore because I'm not interested in going out. And you know what it's like when somebody, it's hot, it's sweaty, it's yeah. dusty, it's... You, you may get you may be there all day for the use of your drone for about three minutes mm-hmm. and and the, you get no joy from it and the damn things cost 500 bucks come on you know like if you're doing this make the investment if you're making films if you're an amateur if you're a filmmaker in today's world mm-hmm. and you don't have a drone <laughs> then you are not a filmmaker you know so so uh, you want to go to the room Okay. Uh, what else have we got? Uh, so you answered clueless. I thought that was a good answer. Uh, forgive me for saying, but can we say mind, as Sam Leno says, can we say mind rather than brain? We can. We can. <laughs> uh, Sam Leno said, I had a professor many years ago who was very pedantic when it came to the differences between mind and brain. Mm. Sorry. Oh, okay. All right. Mm. Well, we'll use, we can use mind. I, sure. I think that, uh, Sam says, just realized I have maybe tried to reflect the last statement onto someone else. Oops, sorry again, no need to apologize. I think that's a perfectly reasonable request, and I think it's easy to do, right? Because we are oh, talking. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, um, we, don't, we, didn't, we didn't want to get into the whole, uh, the brain is a physical part of your body, and the mind is the part, you know, is, is the thinking. So um, obviously what we're improving is our thinking. Uh, our thinking drives our lives. So um, it's important to have uh, the best quality thinking we can possibly do, get. And we, we want to work at that. Well, it's interesting because you just had the experience we all have when trying to explain the differences between brain and mind. Yeah. Brain is a very physical thing. And, and it's, the brain can be affected right. by what you eat and yeah. the exercise you get. Right. And and the mind, when you try to say, well, it's the closest you can come is it's what goes on inside the brain, basically. Yeah. You're but, thinking. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. you're thinking. Sure. All right, that's all we have in the chat Process room. is going on. All right. Thank you so much for being here today for all your great questions and comments and chat. We really appreciate you for being here and uh, providing us with that extra um, feedback and that gives us so much more energy and more things to talk about and enjoy. So we really appreciate that. And 
for The Softer Side. I'm your transitions coach, Shelley Carney. Thank you for listening to The Softer Side with Shelley Carney and Toby Eunice. Please write to us with questions or ideas for future shows at thesofterside.info at gmail.com and visit the free member vault for more great tips and ideas at eSofterside.com.